Welcome one and all to episode 32 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast Megavisions Magazine. Today is March 29th, 2020, and I'm Chris, the editor of Megavisions. Joining me this week is Sketchcraft. hey And we also have Scotty back. How's it going, Scotty? I take just a few weeks off, and what happens? All what have you guys done? <laughs> I'm back. Welcome. We watched I mean, hello. a bunch of shitty movies. Yeah, boy, howdy. I will I will say it's good to be back. I needed a break. I was getting burned out on the podcast, those that I'm sure were worried about me. Um, but also, unfortunately, I am not even caught up on our own podcast because since I'm working from home, uh, I don't have a commute, which was pretty much when I listened to podcasts, like 40 minutes overall every day. So now I'm behind on everything. Hooray. Lovely. But um, I'm caught yeah, up on my gaming. It is a weird um, time that we're in with... Mm-hmm. Uh, the social distancing and just uh, the stay-at-home orders that um, have, have have been implemented across a lot of states. Um, New Jersey, I mean, it's really bad here in New Jersey. Uh, I think we have the second highest um, behind New York um, with uh, just number of cases of, of uh, the coronavirus and stuff. So it's really crazy. Um just a weird time that we're in right now. Um, how, like, how have you guys been doing with all of this and, and kind of dealing with it? Um, um, I watch less of the news and I've physically moved the Facebook app away from my main screen on my home phone, on my phone's <laughs> home screen. That's uh, probably a good idea. I, um, I look at, I keep tabs on like two sites that are, um, nullifying, Facts, or I mean, I'm sorry, nullifying myths and all the other crap going on. Uh, try to keep up with stuff, you know, but um, no more than a, a little bit every morning because it seems to be not. I don't even know what, but otherwise, though, uh, I'm working from home. Uh, my girlfriend Rachel, we're figuring out stuff. I won't get too involved with our details of our lives, but let's just say we're home a lot more, and I've started playing games, and we wish we had a Switch and Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah this is uh like the perfect time it, it Animal crossing came out at, at the, the perfect time because it is seemingly like such a calming game uh just a chill relaxing game um but you can't find so a switch I, anywhere so we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that you can't find a switch anywhere are they Not, just sold yeah. out like everywhere around you well it's they ship from china so i mean they're manufactured in china and they were sold out a while ago and you can't find a we don't want to buy a pre-owned one that would not be a good idea right now probably so i didn't you know you can always find a switch where's that day one launch motherfucker who's laughing now all right i don't get a system at launch well you know (laughs) i know right yeah, well, Nintendo's the one you can usually count on them building them like tanks, aside from that drift nonsense. But no. yeah, that might mine have that for sure. Um, it's mine; it drives me crazy. But huh. um, outside of that, though, hopefully you'll be able to get one uh, eh. soon. So we'll see. Um, yeah. So how things been going with you, Sketch? About as best they can, folks. You know what I mean? Like, with everything else. I mean, I'm in a fortunate position where my work is already sort of being done online, and people seem to be playing video games, so it doesn't look like we've lost funding for any of our projects yet. So, fingers crossed. You know what I mean? That's um, so, very fortunate there. I mean, the last time we hit this, I mean, I was at a video game magazine, and we all got trashed quickly, so, oh, you know? Wow. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, my friends in apparel got tanked pretty bad. So, 
you know, it's it's tough for everyone right now to keep to keep happy though because i made the mistake like when i talk like I, I was talking to chris like we were all having a happy podcast and then after the podcast i'm like yeah so here's how it's going down and you can just hear chris's enthusiasm for life just, <laughs> oh shit you know yeah so like, i'm trying you know i'm a i'm a i'm a kid who's had a weird childhood so when this stuff go down i'm like yeah that's what i figured you know it fucking sucks but i've been keeping in touch with everyone i love and mm-hmm. family and friends and just trying to keep everyone you know in high spirits and um i i do have a switch um, I'm not going to play Animal Crossing every day as much as I would love to build a little arcade. So mm-hmm. instead, um, a little while ago, I want to say a couple months ago, uh, I knew Nintendo stopped producing the 3DS, the 3D version, right? So oh, yeah, I went on to got e- the 2DS XL or whatever the hell it is now. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the 3D, so fucking I could care less. Um, so I, a couple months ago, I went and bought, um, uh, you know, I have my main 3DS, but then I went and bought an extra 3DS that was sort of preloaded, you know, with a bunch of stuff probably shouldn't have known. Oh, um, nice. Good job wiping you know, just to have... you got it from. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, so I've been playing a lot of little retro games on there, just jumping around um, on that. And then also I'm playing Luigi's, Luigi's Dark Mansion on 3DS, the 3DS one, um, which uh, is fun, and it's just as relaxing as Animal Crossing. It's You can't you know what I mean? It's, it's Luigi. He's just literally just scared all the fucking time. And... Luigi's the chill brother. He doesn't have as much to worry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so that's pretty good. And getting caught up on some animes and just working. So that's about that. Oh, and watching shitty movies that Chris fucking makes us watch and then tries to weasel out of doing podcasts for us. I was all down to do it, but uh, I just thought that the other movie I suggested made more sense just from a... Um... Yeah, I guess not, 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 not that day. You suggested that movie the day, like literally hours before the podcast. Like, well, we no, had to, there were, it was time to watch, but we, not we, after we, I already we, watched we Wolverine. I mean, <laughs> by time <laughs> to watch, you mean like there there were enough hours in the day that equaled the length of the movie that you wanted to watch, but not enough willpower. <laughs> yeah, especially after watching Wolverine. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, here's the thing with the sideshow. Um, I love watching good movies and talking about it but a lot of times watching bad movies and then talking about it is more entertaining for people um to just listen to how shitty things are um it just is more entertaining a lot of times um so i like to have a balance of good stuff which like the the episode before that we watched uh dragon quest your story which sketch and i both really enjoyed and, and we talked about you know like we pretty much praised it uh, the entire episode. Uh, so to balance it out, I had to throw in a shitty movie, which is one of Uwe Boll's uh, masterpieces, Blood Rain. And we had, a, we had a lot of fun. And, you know, to kind of keep going on with that theme, um, I've learned after after doing uh, watching the movie and doing some research, there's like three other movies in that series that Uwe Boll did. Oh, I didn't realize he did multiple sequels of Blood Rain. And so I think every once in a while we just need to throw that uh, throw a sequel in and watch like Blood Rain two here in a few months and just see what happens, guys. It's like porn sequels. Do you really need to keep count? You know what I mean. <laughs> this is all going to end up like um, you guys know how he doesn't do movies anymore. Now he's a owner of restaurants and stuff. Who's that? Uve Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is just going to, down the line years from now, after we've watched his entire horrible library, we're going to all end up at a table at his restaurant and be like, can we talk to the owner, please? Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. We'll have to 
I, I, mean, I assume it's just somewhere in Germany or something. I mean, once you've seen Ass Badgers 1, does Ass Badgers 13 really matter? You know, though, Chris, like, really? Like, They're all you know? the same, but, you yeah. know, like, maybe maybe the plot is a little... Oh, a little, little, yeah. Maybe there'll be more plot in, in it, if you know what I mean. And he reads Maxim mm-hmm. for the articles, everybody. That's right. Um... Oh man! Uh, some good news uh, from from my standpoint uh, is I upgraded my PC finally. I, I had a, some some time, and I was like, you know what? Like I was bored. It was like the first like few days of us like teleworking and kind of working from home, and I was just like, man, uh, let's. I, it's time to to get this computer fixed because uh, you know, as you guys know, and the listeners may remember, uh, I've been having a lot of blue screen of death issues, and. I, I thought it was just related to my, my CPU and motherboard just being old uh, and just having some issues with that. So I finally uh, decided I was going to upgrade from that. So I ended up getting a, a Ryzen 5 uh, CPU and then an Asus Prime um, X570 uh, uh, motherboard, which um, those both came in, installed them, uh, super excited and then I realized that uh, my RAM was not compatible with it because I had DDR3 RAM and this took DDR4. And I was like, oh, shit, that sucks. So I had uh, a 16 gigs of RAM in my old my uh, my older model uh, or older version of the, the setup. And so then I had to order some from Best Buy and I ended up getting 32 gigs. Uh, so I upgraded there as well. And after, you know, some issues just getting everything set up like for whatever reason i put it all together and wasn't powering on so i had to like disassemble everything and put it all back together again don't know what i did wrong but it it worked the second time uh and it has is working flawlessly now uh so i'm super super excited my computer is is back to being a badass again um and the next thing i'm going to end up having to do is get a new graphics card because it just seems like once you start updating or upgrading something on your PC, it's like you then look at like what is the the like the the like lowest performing part on your computer, and you're like, oh, now I got to get a new of that. So um, anyway, I'm super excited because I'm now ready to rock and roll with the uh, magazine uh, layout and stuff, Rob. You promised not to talk about the magazine, Chris. <laughs> I said it wasn't going to. No, I didn't say not really the magazine. Clever, I just, we weren't going to be doing way. any updates. So, uh-huh. so as as Chris spent fifteen minutes fumbling with his microphone before mm-hmm. the podcast, <laughs> everything's everything's working fine. It's all working. It's like the Millennium Falcon in your PC, you know, like. I just plugged it in um, and walked away. So you guys probably heard me. Um, I, I would love like, to see. Like I would love to see a short where Han Solo is like talking about how he upgraded the dish on the Falcon, and you know what I mean. And everything's gonna work great now. And Chewie's just like uh, you know. putting out a fire with a dish rag in the background or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also got this amazing uh, USB charger in. Um, it was a Kickstarter that I um, backed a long time ago, and I completely forgot about it. Um, is from uh, I think it's called Replitronics is the company behind it. Um, they do all the replicates. Um, the uh the like the really small arcades that we saw at uh e3 a couple years ago sketch and yeah i i backed the uh the dragon's layer one right and so they came out with this um you know like the change machines that you see at arcades those old brown ones that you put like the dollar bills in and then the, like the, the oh, yeah. orders come out mm-hmm. so it's it's modeled it's like a one to 16th uh like thing of of that 
and it even has like the little yellow uh, LED light that uh, mm. you know says like it's temporarily out of stock. It has some like actual tiny metal coins that you could put in the little uh, tray, uh, and it's just the most adorable thing ever. So I put it uh, on my computer desk. It's next to uh, my uh, Neo Geo Mini arcade and some my arcade retro machine or something. But it, it's got like its own little place you know, there. One day when all this turmoil settles down. Hopefully they go to Kickstarter with a little miniature skee ball with the tickets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, I couldn't handle tickets. that. That's just too adorable. I, right. I Sketches over there building his uh, his real arcade with your lights and everything you've talked about, and Chris is like secretly to avoid the scolding of his wife building the tiniest arcade that's <laughs> also somehow tiny. interactive. I mean, what is this arcade for ants? Yeah, it's <laughs> in his Harry Potter closet. You know, spared no expense. Yep. Yep. Um, guys, have you guys been watching Tiger King? I know no, everyone's talking I'm about it. I'm tired of hearing about it, so tell me that it's worth all the hoopla. It is so good. I, I just, I started watching it, and it's it's so captivating. Like the the guy is the craziest. Like, like he is something out of like a movie. Like you can't make it make him up. Like he is just so outrageous and uh, such a character. And not only him, like there's all these other people in it. So I'm sure most people have heard about it by now, but um, it's basically a documentary about this guy who runs a um, a tiger kind of sanctuary, I guess, out in uh, rural Oklahoma. And he's been doing it for, for many years, but I guess he has this uh, arch nemesis um, named Carol Baskins who lives uh, uh, in Florida somewhere. And she runs like a big cat rescue too, but they're like enemies. And so she's trying to say that, like, he's evil. He's trying to say that she's evil. Uh, There's just all this intrigue in it. There's murder, uh, like, disappearances, arson. Like, it's got everything you want from a, you know, like, an amazing drama, mystery, everything. It's all there. It it sets it up like you think it's going to be just, like, this kind of straightforward documentary about this kind of eccentric gay hillbilly. Uh, But it just starts taking left turns. And there's just all sorts of stuff that happens. So, dude, you gotta watch it, man. It's it's the most entertaining documentary I've seen in a long time. I um, I uh, I unfortunately had been following him since his political campaign years ago, <laughs> like that. Joe that first, yeah, the Joe Exotic. The first time he put out this fucking, he's running for government. Is around the same time as the um, the rent is too damn high guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, he caught my attention. And I was like, you know, this guy reminds me of, and you know, everyone immediately goes to like a Joe Dirt or something, but really it reminded me of a, uh, there was a movie called Adaptation. You ever see that one with Meryl Streep and, uh, or something on the cover? Yeah. Yeah. So the guy, well, what's his name? Chris, um, he played the dad in American beauty and, uh, he played Al in 19, uh, 1122, 63, Chris, uh, fucking what's his, he's a fucking great actor, dude. He plays this hillbilly like in florida who rescues orchids but out in the swamps but he's got a bunch of shady shit attached to him and it's like the script that and he's like in a script that nicholas cage is writing right so it's a fucking crazy movie bro so it's charlie coffin script spike jones directed it um but that's who this dude reminded me of i was like oh so if that guy had just kept going maybe if you're on youtube you'd end up with this you know (laughs) So I had followed the story as it went down. I was like, this is just fucking crazier, crazier and crazier. And so 
Um, I didn't know they were doing a documentary. So uh, when Better Call Saul season one is over, I'll probably sit down and watch all of it, you know, because I got enough stressful TV to watch, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, he it, he's so crazy, man. It's 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 nuts. So we're only like three. We finished, I think, episode three earlier today. So there's like six or seven episodes or something. So um, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. We we normally all like the same stuff that we watch. So. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you're watching just a bunch of, like, uh, redneck, hillbilly-type people just doing stuff with weird shit with tigers and stuff. So uh, it's just entertaining from a train wreck standpoint. Like, you just can't take your eyes off it sort of thing. So uh, so were you done with your stuff? Because I can actually tailor into my stuff from what you just yeah. said, Chris. Um, have you kept watching Twin Peaks? Have you kept up with that? We finished season one, and I think we're like maybe three or four episodes into season two now. Like okay. we're maybe a little bit more than that. So um, I, I want to get back into it um, this week, uh, but yeah, we're we haven't finished season two yet. Okay, okay. Um, and sketch, I don't remember. Have you seen Twin Peaks? Yeah, back when it long time ago, like in the nineties okay. when it came out. I was gonna say um, sketch probably watched it as it aired. I'm Maybe. not a David Lynch guy, right? Like, yeah. I gotta tell you, the, the, I mean, mo, like, if I ever, seriously, like, like if I, I, I pray I never have to sit through a racer head ever again. It's not my thing, but Twin Peaks is something different. Mm-hmm. So, it's, oh yes, I, yeah. I, it's the only thing he's done that I really enjoy. So, yeah, we've been digging it, and we finished season one and two. Um, season two, the way it ended, we were just like, "Holy crap, we're ready for three and did the 30-day trial for the Showtime app. Um, I don't feel bad telling you, Chris, but holy shit, it's not good. <laughs> oh, no. It is. Is that, the, is that like the new series or, or new season that they did? Yep. It is very much like, we are artistic. This is an art show. You are going to suffer through this, and now there's more violence and drugs because it's on Showtime. And it's, yeah, see, that's uh, that's the part of David Lynch I don't care for. Yeah, you know, it's like, not when, good. Uh, we're gonna. Yeah. I want to power through it. Rachel couldn't give two shits about it. We <laughs> were watching pretty religiously the original series, and then we got into three episodes into uh, the third season, and we're just like, we need to take a break because it's not even weird and funny and and fun and mysterious like the first two seasons. Like with the client cl- climate right now, this is just too much. So. <sighs> We'll go back to it at some point. Um, but you know what it reminds I really me do of? Like the first two seasons, though, overall. You know what it reminds me of is mm-hmm. is um, you like Ren and Stimpy? Yeah, I love Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, so the original cartoon, you know, is really really great. <laughs> yeah, oh, but then around two thousand three and four, Chris Felucci did a relaunch on Adult Swim. I didn't even know that Cartoon Network. Or whatever. Yeah, and it's fucking not fun, bro. Like oh, it's yeah. really disturbing. You know, like there's yeah, a lot of like. There's a lot of super. Uh, when I say gay, I mean like disrespectfully gay, like oh, like no. almost like BDSM like type shit, where like Ren yells at Stimpy like I'm the pitcher, you're the catcher, shit like that. Dude. Like just, there was okay. always a lot of suggestive stuff mm-hmm. in Ren and Stimpy before. Um, right, so it was they... just. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. I was just gonna say it's just overtly like gay in in that new scene. Uh, yeah. So. Like, which is one thing, but it's just the cartoon always worked better when it's innuendo. Right. Yeah, it, I agree. It's just, that's just better. You know, like it always worked that way. So, and then there, there's no, 
rules and so they just go right for it and it's not as funny when you're just like yeah okay you know like whatever I so i feel like this is the same thing like because it was on a network television they had to do things in a certain way that made it feel smarter and more yeah. more open to interpretation or less you know kind of respect the viewer more right yeah, yeah that's a shame i i can't deal with fucking eraser head bro like i actually haven't I mean, seen it uh i saw like, the main parts and i'm like i don't know if i need to see this because i've seen blue velvet i've seen other stuff he's done I'm like hmm, i don't know but um yeah it's a shame uh we're gonna power through it or at least i am but um uh i was just we were just not we were we were like we had to like look up stuff to avoid spoilers like are we watching the right show? Like, is this the same thing? It was so, I don't know. But other other friends of mine that love Twin Peaks have said like wholeheartedly they wouldn't recommend the the Showtime season. So we'll see what happens, I guess. But I don't it know. It does make me want to go back and play Alan Wake again. Yeah. So. And what's funny is we've been watching other stuff um, and just noticing most of the cast of Twin Peaks in things that we've seen before, and just somehow they didn't pop out to us. So that's that's mm. that's been fun. Um, like we saw the quality movie recently, Blank Check. And <laughs> so dumb. But some uh one actor from Twin Peaks was in that that we completely forgot about. So but uh oh, and I'll uh end what I've been watching with um for whatever reason we watched National Treasure One and Two. Um and guys, I learned one of the best things ever about my girlfriend watching those movies. She's never seen anything outside of those she's never seen any Nicolas Cage movie so oh, no. I am ready Ow. to present things to her <laughs> just, she's not into action movies so okay um, oh man you're gonna have a lot of fun with that yeah um, I am I think I will <laughs> right well there's some actually I think there are some legitimately good Nicolas Cage movies uh like number one Raising Arizona was an excellent movie mm-hmm. um there's also some other ones where I thought he did a very good job um, acting uh, like Matchstick Men, uh, w- he did a really good job Dude, there. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, um, Snake Eyes is a like so over the top. It's fun. Um, I then, can't even. Then think there's a newer ones that he's come out with, uh, Mandy, and then uh, the latest one is The Color Out of Space, and that was really that. good. I I really enjoyed that. Um, it's it's by the same people that did Mandy, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not as like trippy, I guess as as Mandy was. Uh, it's based on a uh, oh, what's his name? An H.P. Lovecraft uh, short story. Wow, I looked uh, this up and I have not seen this cover anywhere before. It, from a visual standpoint, um, it is amazing. Like they do some really cool stuff with it. Uh, and I actually, I want, I want to go pick up the uh, the the 4K Blu-ray version of it because I, I wanted to see what it looks like in 4K. Uh, but that was, it was a really interesting uh, movie. It, it felt like, honestly, it felt like a like a Twilight Zone episode like a really long twilight zone episode which mm-hmm. isn't to make it a, a bad thing like it, it, it was really good um but uh it's 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 interesting and and nicholas cage is doing the whole nicholas cage thing where he just flips out out of nowhere and just starts overacting i love it yeah you know that doesn't happen in the first national treasure tre- national treasure the first national treasure but it happened in the second one and rachel was like what is he doing i'm like honey this is what he's known for and that was when <laughs> that was when she was like i don't think i've seen him in anything else i'm like oh boy Oh boy! <laughs> so, what do you plan to show her next? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, Face I, I just, Off could be a good one. That could be. I just learned this literally today, so other than my okay. excitement <laughs> of the fact that she has Con Air. Con Air. Con Air for Con sure. Air. Yeah. Con Air. <laughs> yeah, He's a some... beast in Con Air. Come on, that accent, dude. Oh, does he? I'm tell, Scotty, you got to at least watch, have her watch the first three minutes. It's just the opening sequence, you know, like with mm-hmm. the narration. So good. Speaking of um, stuff that we started uh, that I've not watched before is, uh, for whatever reason, I've never watched any of the new Bond movies with um, Daniel Craig as mm-hmm. um, as Bond. And so just out of nowhere, we we're just flipping through the other night. We're like, let's find something we haven't really watched before. And I realized, I was like, I've never seen any of the new Bond stuff. So let's start off. And we started with uh, Casino Royale, which I think was his first one that he did. Uh, so. and that, that was really good. Uh, I, I'm still not super impressed with him as bond because something's missing there for me at least in that first movie um i think he's a great action uh like movie actor but he didn't really channel what i think is of like when i think of a bond uh actor i guess um but it was a good movie and I'm, i'm looking forward to uh to seeing the next one which i think we may be watching later tonight yeah, I'll say out of the, I won't say too much about him to ruin anything or spoil anything for you, but I'll say my favorite of his uh, was definitely Skyfall. Oh, nice. Or, okay. I think. Oh, I'm getting a Yeah, Skyfall's like the Dark Knight of fucking. Okay. <laughs> Spectre bombs. is another one, right? That's yeah, that's like the Dark Knight Rises of the. Uh... <laughs> Quantum of Solace is really, you know, man, a lot of people say it sucks, but it's interesting because it literally, it's not a spoiler, it picks up literally. One second after Casino yeah, Royale, which I think is the only oh, Bond cool. movie to ever do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they tried new stuff with with his role as Bond, which I I enjoyed. But uh, yeah, everybody asks who's your favorite Bond. I don't really have one. I just like the movies. It's definitely not Pierce Brosnan for me, but eh. Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> mm Hmm. Um, but that's what we've been, well, we've been watching a lot of other stuff, but like in terms of stuff I've been playing lately, um, my kind of getaway upbeat game has been Horizon Chase Turbo. They do some seasonal stuff. It's that racing game that has a lot of outrun inspirations and other arcadey racing game inspirations. That's been fun for me. Uh, last Tuesday, Corey and I on, um, the stream, we did the second half of the Capcom beat-em-up bundle. Uh, the game that, and that, that's a, it's a solid collection. It's 20 bucks. We got it on sale for 10, which it's definitely worth it for 10. I'd say it's worth 20 if you've got people to play it with, but it's got Final Fight, Captain Commando, King of Dragons, Knights of the Round, Warriors of Fate, Armored Warriors, but the one we had the most fun with was Battle Circuit, which is ridiculous. Have you guys, either of you played that ever? Never. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the yeah. arcades. Yeah. It's, um, I missed out on that. Because uh, I don't think it was ever ported to any consoles. It was only ever in arcades. But uh, it's a four-player beat-em-up, and the characters are ridiculous. Uh, the, there's one that's a Venus flytrap. You're basically running around as um, Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, <laughs> and there's a girl that rides around, uh, like a child that rides around on a pink ostrich. Um, there's a oh, freaking cat lady but you like level up your dudes and you can get different power-ups and special moves and stuff but just the animations the the sprite work is great just all of it is great and it's definitely like a later it was a nine out in the uh 97 um 
like right before the next wave of arcade systems, I think. So it's it takes advantage of everything. It's so fun and stupid, but Battle Circuit is great. Um, and then finally, I've been playing the new Doom, Doom Eternal. Um, that game is something. Uh, I loved <laughs> Doom 2016. Uh, it That really surprised a lot of people. That was my game of the year that year. This one is not as good as that one, but it does some cool stuff. I think... I'm apparently still barely into it. The levels are too long. Um, the weapon upgrades are kind of ridiculous, but I've really found myself sticking with two main weapons, the shotgun and the rifle, whatever it is. Uh, you can you can customize and like upgrade things, not customize, but upgrade things so much that but I found my thing that fits and I'm kind of good to go, but the platforming in it is I understand it's there to break up the missions, but I I hate it. I it, you're like jumping and sticking to walls and then avoiding literally like those fireball chains you see in Bowser's Castle and like Mario. Yeah. Um and I understand it breaks it up. They do it well. The platforming's okay. I just don't want to do it. Like my favorite parts are when you've got just a room full of nonsense and you've got to dash around, do your glory kills. Um, you get your speed boost after doing glory kills if you have it souped up like I do, and then um, just do all these crazy things while you're firing in five different directions and dashing around and jumping on dudes' heads and stabbing them with their own broken arm and all that crap. And that's fun. Um, and uh, I'm in mission like four, and I asked. Corey, who finished it, he said there's like 13, so I'm just like, oh my god, I don't know when I'm going to finish this game. Um, It's fun, and uh, the one last thing I'll say about it is it's kind of hilarious to me that they have kind of a hub in between levels where it's essentially the Doom Slayer's fortress in the sky. It's a castle space station thing where you can walk around and upgrade your stuff, or um, you go to like the Doom Slayer's, basically his bedroom where he has like three guitars on the wall and his collection of toys you've found in the game and um like all the guns hanging on the wall which is funny because it progresses the decorations and everything progress as you do which are kind of like your trophies and achievements in the game and it, it just made me laugh because people are like this is so cool look at this i love how they throw this into the game and i'm over here like the two percent that played duke nukem forever and i was just like they he, they had this exact thing in Duke Nukem, and that was yeah. cool there, and this is kind of cool here. It's goofy and fun, but I'm just like, oh, man, it's so funny how far each of these series have come against each other and that mm. it's using something that not I, – I doubt Duke Nukem Forever was the first one to do this. But he had, like, his hangout bachelor pad where you – like, a statue would pop up after you've gotten a certain achievement or, or different things in the bar would show up or things like that. So um, I'm going to keep powering through it. Uh, I – don't know my full opinion because I haven't finished it yet, but so far I do still enjoy 2016 more. I feel like they could have shortened the levels because I had I it, it's it's very rare now that I sit down and finish a level. Like I have to take breaks and like I'll probably finish a level in three sittings just because they're just so long. Oh wow! Oh, and last thing I'll say is I'm a wuss. But I put it down to the easiest difficulty because I was getting my ass handed to me, and I have Ooh. no shame in that. This is a shame-free environment. You're safe here. That's good, because fuck that game sometimes. It's <laughs> it's really, like, too chaotic, and you have enough stuff that you're doing that there were too many times where I was, like, dashing backwards and getting stuck on either a wall I didn't know was there or an enemy that was not hurting me but standing there, like, facing the other way, but I was just getting destroyed because I couldn't see around me, and it's like, I don't know. There's a lot to do. I wonder if I should play at keyboard and mouse instead because people seem to like that more with the precision, but... 
I don't know. I'll make my way through. I do kind of wish, uh, wish that it had the map-making multiplayer thing, because I actually dug that in the first one in 2016. But, um, yeah, I'm digging it, but not as much as the last one, but I'm going to get through it. Word up. Um, Sketch, have you been playing anything uh, you want to dis- discuss? We know you've probably been doing some sort of stuff in the virtual reality world, right? Uh, Well, Half-Life Alex is out, but I'm not spending 60 bucks on a game right now. So. It's 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it's an amazing experience, but, like, with everything going on in the world, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to hold on to some cash. Plus, I got a, pl- I got a plethora of other games to play. Um, so, I've been waiting for this. So, Square did some trailer a while back. Remember when they did the first, like, Final Fantasy VII remake big trailer? And yep. it, it might have been E3, but they had this brief little clip of a Final Fantasy Tactics-like game called War of the Visions coming to mobile and i'm like oh what is that can't wait for that so that came out this week and i'm like all right so i don't play uh mobile games because they tend to feel like slot machines mm-hmm. you know they don't really play shit just shit's always going off everywhere and it's baby got this baby you know and you're like i don't know what's <laughs> going on it's like fucking playing itself so i loaded this up it's super well reviewed i'm like all right here we go everyone's like <laughs> by the way all the reviews are like fucking amazing story so i couldn't wait Dude, it's like every other fucking mobile game, man. Like, it fucking plays itself. <laughs> like, like, in the first yeah. opening tutorial battle, you're not really doing anything, you know? Like, and you're, like, unleashing crazy boss monsters. Shit's going everywhere. Like, I, I just... And it's a like quest level up. I already hit level five. I didn't do anything. I just hit the... Basically, I got to the start menu. You know what I mean? I don't... I don't get this form of game gaming. You know? Like, it's beyond... I must be old or something, but it's like... It's beyond me. This, I, I just turn the game on and it starts fucking throwing out all these things that I got, and I didn't do anything. So I don't know, man. Everything has a weird stat. Like everything's got a stat. Like the the fucking you almost think like the money has a stat. You know, like the money can level up too. Like it's just weird. It's weird because artistically it looks great. It's got a cool name. I like to play a new tactic style fucking game, but with tactics games like trick with those are like you want to get into a little rhythm you know mm-hmm. you want to have like this all right you know you got the setting even shining force or final fantasy tactics like you get into the mood and then you get into the battle system and then you start like playing like little chess matches and this fuck dude i just i don't get it man so i put that away and i watched my phone like nearly burn up doing it <laughs> i'm like well that ain't worth whatever the fuck that was um so uh, back to Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, well, Luigi just... doesn't let me down. Go trap some fucking ghosts and shit, what man. A guy. You know? Have you played the I... new one yet? I've heard, like... Uh... Yeah, but the problem is it ha- it doesn't have inverted sticks. Oh, weird. Yeah, and the only way to make it kind of, like, doable is if you... If you use the remote separately. Oh, no. Like... Which I never want to do. Yeah, so nobody does. Nobody does that. Why don't? Why they don't have? In the 3DS version, you can just use the tilt up, use the A, the X and A button to tilt up or down. You know, yes. and it it works just fine. Um, this doesn't even have that option. Like, why you can't just invert a fucking C stick? I'll never understand. That does bother me. What when games don't include that? Yeah, I I don't get it, man. So otherwise, I would have I would have bought it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I man, guys, I've been I've just been watching a lot of anime. So, what anime you been watching? 
Uh, you know, I wish I can never remember its fucking name, but it starts with the K. And it's about basketball. It's on Crunchyroll. Okay, uh, and so, basketball. Google, help us, please. Uh, Kuroko's basketball. There you go, Kuroko's <laughs> basketball. The problem is, I watch Kuno, Kunosoba, and so it it's messing with my head. You know, mm-hmm. so I've never gotten um, any sports animes myself. Well, if you're gonna watch one sports anime, watch Haikyuu, hmm. which is a volleyball anime. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I've heard of that if, one. Yeah, that one's amazing. This is. When you're done with that and you're like, I want something like it, you know, it's not as good, but it's pretty good. Like, I'd give Haikyuu a five, and I'd put this around like four, four, one. You know, there's a boxing so, anime that looks really good that I've been wanting to check out. Um, oh yeah, Megalo Punch or something like that. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. Um, but I've heard good things about it. I just I haven't watched it. <laughs> but but I've been watching that, and it's fun. It's a nice distraction right now. So yeah, and also, Chris, you'll be proud. So. Uh, the WWE, I have to remember to call it that now, whatever. <laughs> They're giving out, um, if you free trial for a month, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, being that I had to cancel my YMCA subscription, uh, y'all wonder why, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you're like, well, can... Yeah, well, you know, um, so. Uh, I'm like I could take ten bucks of that and put it in this whether I want to. So I've been rewatching every SummerSlam. Like you know what I'm doing is I start the WrestleMania and then they say oh this is coming up and then I type that shit in there oh King of the Ring oh King of the fucking Survivor Series. So like I'm just going through. I'd say like eighty seven eighty eight is like that prime little time you know to my era uh, around ninety nine two thousand or so you know. Mm-hmm. So and I'm just digging through all that stuff. You know, while I, Odin and I love going back sometimes, just going watch old Royal Rumbles. Those are always a lot Mm. of fun. Um, like from the eighties and nineties, those are good stuff. Um, I'm, I'm always amazed at how incredibly racist their jokes are. Like the commentary, like like you're just like, well, that was at the time that was funny. I remember that, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but, uh, I really, the one I like watching the most is not even a good WrestleMania. Um, but it's nine when they went to Caesar's Palace because it's so fucking weird. Like all the WrestleManias are always in a stadium, you know, but mm-hmm. this one they're in Caesar's Palace. It's super small. Like you'd almost think it was like a underground backyard wrestling thing. Everyone's in togas, <laughs> you know, like everyone's in togas, bro. Like, like Macho Man, like women carry him out. Like the Vestal Virgins are what they're called. They should carry him out like on a fucking stretcher and shit. And, you know, like it's so fucking weird. <laughs> well, this the the WrestleMania this week is like, I, th- I think it's this weekend, and there's not going to be an audience there. That's the weirdest thing, um, because obviously, like with this whole you know coronavirus and everything, like, you can't have more than ten people like in an area, I guess. Uh, and so WWE and AEW have still been putting on live events, uh, but they just haven't had an audience, and it's just so bizarre. So for the first time ever, WrestleMania is going to be held with no audience there. Uh, but they ended up moving it uh, to the Performance Center in Florida, and they're filming it all there. And and they also taped it over a couple days, so it's airing, but it's not live like it typically is. It's been uh, pre-recorded, and it's just I'm interested in watching it. I'll, I'll watch it eventually. I'm not I don't care to to, to watch it as it's happening or anything, but. Um, to dress it's rehearsal. just a weird. Just like, this that? is just such a weird thing, you know. Like you, 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 when you when you think of 
you know, all the things that, you know, like this coronavirus has, has affected and, and made us change throughout the world, you know, like you don't realize like some of the things that, you know, like it, it can change and everything too. And, and wrestling is, is one of those things probably that most people wouldn't think of. And, uh, but it's, it's so weird to watch an, an episode of AEW with no audience there. Uh, but it's also, I'm, I'm really appreciative that they're still doing it because all the other sports are, have, have stops, you know, running like, you know, baseball is supposed to be um, on right now um, and they've postponed their season. And so all the other sports have done the same, uh, but wrestling is still going. And so uh, for me, like it's, it's a big deal because I can actually watch something throughout the week. Like I can look forward to watching something. I'm like, okay, Wednesday, I know uh, Dynamite's going to be on, so I can watch that. So I think it's really cool that all the wrestlers are are still putting forth, uh, you know, shows and and doing that sort of thing. So um, big shout out to them. I'm ready for the memes. <laughs> um, yes, but are you ready to get that uh, mail sack out, Scotty? Yeah. Speaking of memes, uh, hold on. <laughs> Got that sack. Ready to go. So we got a couple of questions here. We'll start out with the nothing on Instagram. I'm not, wait, no, nothing on Facebook. So we'll hop over to the Twitters and then to the Discord. So Twitter, uh, Paul B at a, a, a Lukey boy. Uh, I bought Panzer Dragoon Remake the minute it came out. I'm blown away by the fact it exists, but after the initial euphoria wore off, the shorter button delay is bugging me. Same with the new lock-on noise. Will they patch that? Should they? Can we remap the buttons eventually? Uh, and then uh, he also mentions physical copies. Should this have been a general le- release with boxes? I think he means, like, should they just have done a physical release along with the digital? Um Chris, do you want to chime in on that since you uh, played that? You didn't even mention that and you are recently been playing, or were you just waiting for the news? I, yeah, I was just going to wait un- until we got to the news because we had a whole segment about it, so I didn't want to um, talk too much about it at the front of the show. But, um, yeah, so that's the thing with the shoulder buttons uh, with Panzer Dragoon. Um, it's kind of weird because it gives you two options for a like control layout. Um uh, it has the the original uh, style, and then there's a modern uh, setting as well. So you have more control, I guess, of the actual camera uh, because you have two analog sticks. Uh, but the way to actually like look to the side and behind you, um, whereas in like other shooters and stuff, you just move you know one of the analog sticks. Whereas this one, you actually hit the left or right bumper uh, to move like 45 degrees. And so if you're, you're looking straight, you hit the left bumper, then you turn to, to the left and you have to hit it again to turn behind you. Um, and so it's a little weird. It's a little cumbersome, uh, but I got used to it. So it's just, I, I didn't mind it. I think it would be better if they gave you full control, uh, like a 360 degree control. So you could, you know, move the camera all the way around. But, um, I think they probably did it just to ensure that um, the player is focusing more towards like the action that's taking place around them versus like looking behind you and all of a sudden there's all this like you know enemies that are coming you know towards you from in front of you and uh, and then shooting you and you you know have the camera uh, kind of misaligned or whatever. But um, I think it is an issue. I, hopefully they will patch it to uh you know to give you some more control over the camera positioning and stuff uh and outside of that there are some bugs i know some people are saying that it seems like the contrast is is kind of um ramped up too high um 
and other things. And some people just aren't really happy with it visually, like from the graphic standpoint. I think it looks fine, uh, but other people just thought that, uh, you know, they, they didn't do a good enough job there. Um, I think it's a fine release. I, I, can it be better? Absolutely. Uh, but uh, it's still a budget price game. I think it's like $30. So it's not yeah, like 25 digitally. Yeah, so it's not like they're you know charging you so much. Um, and so he did talk about uh, the physical side of things. So like when the game came out, because it was basically like um, a surprise launch, like it just came out of nowhere um, um, earlier was, you know, uh, this past week. It was apparently announced on the Nintendo Mini Direct, which no one watched. So that's why no one knew until <laughs> I they never watched it those up. Things. Yeah. And so yeah, it just uh, I was just sitting on my couch, and all of a sudden I saw it pop up on Twitter. I'm like, what the hell? So then it was a bad dash to, you know, like post the news and then download the game. And, you know, then we decided, oh, let's uh, let's stream it tonight. So then it was uh, I had to figure out how to get my uh, done to hook my switch up to my uh, capture card and stuff. So um, it actually ended up being really funny. I, I had a good time on the stream. Scott, you co-hosted with me. Yeah, uh, so I like um, your mom made an appearance, oh, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> yep, and I made one mistake of saying that my mom told me to wash my hands uh, as an adult. <laughs> she was reminding me to wash my hands, and that turned into Chris becoming my mother. Uh, and what the hell is the name of her? Um, basically, he sounded like the mom from All in the Family, and I can't remember her name, but like even more nasally. It was just the lady with like a really bad Jersey accent. Yep. Um I'm I pissed my started, wife it, off because I was being too loud. <laughs> it literally started with, I'm washing my hands here. And then you just took it over and ramped it up to 11. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. Um, that was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, wow, it was, yeah. Um, I would say I'll, I'll hop in with the controls. That's how it originally was uh, for the game to use uh, the left shoulder, right shoulder buttons, or just L and R as they were known back then because there was only one pair. But, um, but that was also when there was not a second stick on the controller. So now it does feel like they should just let you have free reign of that maybe. But mm -hmm. the Discord, there's a Discord for um, the company that is making it Forever Entertainment. They've been very receptive. They even have like a spreadsheet for feedback, uh, and, and they've been pretty good in there. I've been hopping in there uh, and just listening to legitimate concerns and how good their PR is. And uh, they've got they're they're definitely going to patch some stuff, but I don't see that it's a broken game. Um, and I won't spoil anything, but you got to beat it on hard, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so I didn't realize that if you play it on normal or easy, like you don't get the the full uh, in boss fight. Yeah. And so now uh, I ended up completing it uh, when we did our stream. Um, but then someone in the, uh, the chat was like, oh, yeah, you got to beat on hard to get like the, the full version of the, the in boss fight. And yeah, the like, boss oh, well. just kind of flies away and that's it. And you're like, wait, that was it? <laughs> so, <laughs> But I mean, you, you casually played it through in about two hours uh, and got through it. And that, that's one people one complaint people have overall is that it's too short. Uh, surprise, the original game was like 40 minutes long, so, uh, you know, it's a remake. And it's a real shooter, so those games aren't yeah. typically the longest kind of games, you know? Yeah, if you want people to play forget a this version... was out in the, area, er, the era when, like, arcade games were getting ported, so, like, that was the feel and the popularity of what was getting on the consoles mm. at the time, so... Sorry. He did also ask about the physical copies. Uh, so mm -hmm. Limited Run is doing a physical version of this. Uh, and so he asked, should it have just been, I guess, a retail release? And I, I say no. I, I don't mm -hmm. think 
that would have been a smart move uh, on Forever Entertainment's part or wh- whoever the publisher is, uh, just because there is a very limited uh, audience for this game right now. This isn't like a Shinmu Three, you know, where you're going to have you know you know potential millions of people wanting to play this game. This is going to be in the thousands and maybe maybe not even in the tens of thousands. You know, like this is going to be a, a very small scope of people that want to play this game uh, today. Mm-hmm. And so I think it makes sense to go with limited run. Uh, and they're, they, they're doing pre-orders, I think for like 30 days or, or a few more weeks. Yeah. It's um, extended right now. It's not their normal, just two uh, time slots on a Friday. They, you can get the regular, uh, only the switch physical version right now. Um, it's coming out on steam. I don't know about other consoles. They haven't said like, it, it's a time exclusive for switch, but that's all they've said in terms of the switch version or, what it's getting released on console wise um but the limited run is doing a a regular just a switch copy uh with a regular case for 40 i think it was and then the classic edition is the game but in a saturn long box um jewel case thing uh that's 60 which is what chris and i both did because we're crazy people yep and i also just in the week before that i did the streets of rage 4 uh physical as well so Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, limited run love going around right now. Yeah, but I think like they're, Forever Entertainment's also doing Panzer Dragoon Spy or the second one. Yep. Uh, so I'd say I, I I don't I agree that I don't think this first co- first uh, remake should have gotten a physical release, but maybe a uh, release of the two combined I could maybe see happening, depending on, on how things go. Um, I think that was another complaint by people is like, why not just release both of them together in this collection for $30 and blah, 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 blah. But I don't or you could release one at a time for 25 and make people spend 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I so. was like, when I saw that it was on the eShop on Thursday, I was telling everybody in the Discord chat because I was like, is this wrong? Everyone download this now. This has happened before with games where they've accidentally released the full game. Go get it now, 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 now. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we didn't hear about it. Uh those stealth releases. Yeah, it works today. Um, let's see here. That's all we had on the Twitter. Hopping into the Discord. Serenex, or Caesar, asks, if you were only able to buy one title from Panzer Dragoon and Streets of Rage, the remake, and four, obviously, which one would you buy? Chris? Oh, Streets of Rage. No, no, <laughs> no uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I, I finally was able to play it at PAX East, and... Oh my God! It's such a good game. Um, I'm I'm so 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 excited uh, to get the the final version. Um, it's something that I'm going to want to stream a lot. Uh, so Scotty, we'll have to get the same uh, version so that we can stream together. Uh, oh but um, it's going to be it. I, I cannot wait for that game. That's literally the my most outside of like Shinmu Three coming out. I think that's probably going to be my, my most anticipated game of this whole generation um that i've of 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 consoles and everything that i'm looking forward to most because i um i've been very vocal that streets of rage is my absolute favorite sega franchise and i just never thought we were going to get this and uh so finally now that sega's doing it um i'm just super super excited the only thing that can like get me near as excited would be a shining force sequel Mm -hmm. um but i don't know if we'll ever get that Hey man, I would accept the Shining Force re-release in 3D on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. That um, would have made sense a while back. I don't know if if I mean, are people are they still making games on the 3DS? I don't. 
if they are, it's like Disney releases or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but that would have been awesome. Um, I'm, I'm here. I would even be um, like in on a Shining Force like remake if they wanted to do that. You know, like just overhaul the graphics, add some quality of life stuff. Um, I'd be down for that. So, but yeah, mine Streets Rage all day. Word. What about you, Sketch? Which one would you pick between the two? Between oh, Panzer Dragoon remake and, and Streets Rage Four. Um, Streets Rage Four. Word. So, I, I mean, look, I like mm-hmm. Panzer Dragoon. You know, it's it's almost like a tactical kind of game, but um, it's it's it's. Uh, I don't know, like, it's a kind of a smaller RPG, you know? It was more like quality over quantity, you yeah. know? But Streets of Rage 4, like, it's all hand-drawn. I know it's good. You know like I mean? Like, um, I wouldn't want the guys who made the Panzer Dragoon game. I mean, who would make an RPG? Like, who could, you know what I mean? Who could pull, I guess, the guys who did, um, well, not even that, the Monster Boy game. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe if Square did... I mean, who would make it? Who would make a fucking RPG that could pull that one off? So you mean Saga, rather than just the first oh, one? Oh, I think it Saga, yeah. Oh, well, shit, Dragoon. See, yeah, if it's the fucking rail shooter, then Streets of Rage 4 any day of the week. Yeah, that's what he was asking, which one will we buy, 4 or the remake? I was thinking Saga for some reason. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my idea is you know support this remake and the next one and maybe they'll think about doing saga that would be really really cool i would love to see that game redone or just out for more people to actually play what about you scotty uh panzer again <laughs> um i enjoy that game i enjoy those games a lot i like the replayability of them um i and honestly after playing battle circuit on the capcom beat up that might be my favorite brawler now because uh, mm-hmm. it's just so... I just love the characters, and the character of the game itself is so wacky and fun and cool. Um, but also, I haven't played Streets 4 yet, so who knows? That might change in a couple of months. But um, yeah, I'd still... I'd go with Panzer Dragoon, because I have more... Uh, I, I was never big on Streets to begin with in the Genesis era, even. I was more into, like, Golden Axe and stuff for some reason, but... Uh, but yeah, I would still pick Panzer Dragoon just because I have more nostalgia for that series and that game specifically. That's cool. Yeah, so, that's understandable. Yeah, both good, both good though. And fuck everybody who says uh, it's not as good as the Resident Evil Two and the Final Fantasy VII remake. Those are not comparable. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah, uh, next one, last one in Discord here by Mister Haru. He says, rebuying multiple copies of a video game is not uncommon for Sega fans. Sonic 1's multiple ports come to mind. So what is something you are proud to own multiple copies of? And whoever wants to go first can. I have mine ready if uh, if nobody else hey, is go ready, ahead. though. Word. I got to figure this. Uh, for me, it's the first Resident Evil. I had that. That was the game I got with my PS1. Um, actually, the director's cut. And then... Eventually, when I got a Saturn, I got the Saturn version, uh, and that was really cool. But that was back when they actually had different things with each copy. Um, the Saturn version had like a battle mode that was not in any other version at that time yet. I don't. I think it might be on the PC version now. Um, but I have the director's cut. I have the regular version on PS One. I've got the Saturn version. I got the DS version, which is Deadly Silence. 
Uh, and then when they redid it for GameCube, I snagged that, of course, and then snagged that thing, same thing again on PS4 because I'm a psychopath, and also grabbed it on place on the PlayStation Network, and I was playing it on my breaks at work on my PSP, or now you can play it on your Vita. Uh, I don't, I've lost track of how many copies I have of that game. So the first Resident Evil, but Kusanagi of the Megavision staff has me beat for Resident Evil 2 because he's got it on everything, even the game.com like me now. Oh, geez. But yeah, Resident Evil 1 for sure. Um, I remember mine. It's uh, Corpse Killer um, that I own. I own it on every single platform other than there was like a PC release. um, And I don't really do not own it on that. But uh, I own like the the Sega CD, the 32X, the 32X CD. Um, uh, What else? Uh, I think there was a 3DO release. I believe it was. Um, I have that. Um, I also got the limited run uh, collector's edition that came out. And so the only thing that I really need now is just that PC release, which I'll, I'll get eventually uh, one of these days. But Corpse Killer, I, I really enjoy that game. Um, I, I like a lot of those FMV games. Uh, it's just a really interesting uh, kind of like small period in time uh, in the game industry where like so many companies were, were making these games and they just they just flamed out like really quickly. And uh and I really enjoy them, uh, you know, just I, I and, and I think Course Killer is one of the better ones. Uh, and the Saturn one is really if, if, if there is one, that's like kind of like the, the one release you want to get because it has uh, extended like levels and additional content and, and more features uh, than the other releases. So if, if you're going to say like, Hey, I want to go uh, pick up a, a, a corpse killer game. I mean, obviously you could download it off PS4 and stuff, but if you're looking for a physical one, the, the Saturn version is kind of the definitive edition that you want to get. That's the graveyard edition, according to mm-hmm. what I'm looking at here. Yeah. It looks like it was on 3DO, 32X, Sega CD, Saturn. Uh, for what it's worth, the windows or the PC version that's on steam is the same as the PS4 version. Apparently that, you have now, you said, I think, or limited runs version or whatever. So right. I'm laughing because Wikipedia, though, says that it falls into the genre of action and survival horror. <laughs> sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> what about you, Sketch? Um, yeah, I don't really own multiple copies of older games. I kind of just leave them on the system they were at. So um, I think these days I get a bigger kick out of watching people play them. Mm-hmm. Like games that I really love, rather because I didn't have so little time to play games that it's like, am I going to play a new one or mm-hmm. one that I, you know what I mean? So what I'll do when I'm working is I'll put on, you know, some Let's Plays of people playing things that I love so I can do that. And to that, I constantly go back to uh, Dragon Quest VIII, Final Fantasy Tactics, Shining Force Two. Um, some of the stuff on uh, Gameplay and Talk, Austin Madcar, he does a lot of shorter games, so it's always fun when he he did a whole playthrough on Halo on PC, the original Halo on PC, not like the newer remake, but the original. That's fun because like, uh, you realize that game still holds up visually compared to a lot of indie games. Like, <laughs> like it's pretty impressive, you know, for a two thousand and one game. So, but yeah, I just don't. Back in the day, maybe Chrono Trigger, because I remember I had it on Super Nintendo, and then I got it on PlayStation 1, and then I got it on DS. So maybe that's the most I've ever bought a game mm-hmm. over and over again on different platforms. So. There you go. You don't you don't want the iOS version or Android version of that? Bro, I don't want games <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, 
no, on I my phone, the only game me. I've ever, the only game I've ever played on my phone that I can seem to enjoy back in the day was Knights of Pen and Paper. But you kind of find the gameplay loop after about an hour or two, and then there's nothing else to do it. So mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to like games on phones. I just I don't know what I maybe I need buttons or I don't know what it is. No, I know what you mean. The only thing that I could ever remember playing a good bit of on my phone was when they put Choo Choo Rocket on it. Because that actually worked like mm-hmm. better on a touch screen than it did with a control, oddly enough. So, yeah, no, I'm with you though. I don't like not having buttons. It doesn't matter how well calibrated it is or whatever. It just doesn't feel good. So, um, yeah, but that's our that is the that's that's my sack. So, welcome back to that's my sack. Let me <laughs> zip. Oh, it got stuck. It always gets stuck. All right, there we go. Prom night. Sweet. And with that, we are going to take our first break. Cool. Welcome to intermission. Yeah. Intermission. into that mega newsstand now and you know what there's been so much like GameStop talk over the past few weeks and just even on our podcast that I think uh we're gonna unveil a new kind of mini uh like uh, <laughs> a mini uh little column here called GameStop please stop and this week it's uh you know so with the whole uh, coronavirus like shut down like many businesses restaurants bars uh you know other places are are shutting down and only like the essential businesses are are remaining open uh and everyone knows that having to go in and buy video games is an essential thing right apparently GameStop's uh corporate uh you know uh, leaders believe that and so they basically have been forcing a lot of their employees to stay open during this outbreak uh putting them at risk um, and also uh, just becoming an even bigger joke uh, to you know the game industry and community. Uh, and so this latest news, uh, which uh, Scotty you posted in our chat earlier, is that uh, GameStop is now telling employees to wrap their hands in plastic bags and then get back to work. So uh, what's going on here, Scotty? I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, my dad, he just sends me game news and Sonic crap all the time, but finally he sent me something relevant that I didn't know about before him sending it to me, and this was one of those things, so I was like, I'll just toss this in the messenger, in the in our, in our group chat, and maybe we'll talk about it, but uh, we got a quote here from, it doesn't specifically state who, but um, games, so let's see here, the company responded at least anyway, um, let's see, now, 
It says, quote, with employee and customer safety as our paramount concern, concern, all our stores remain closed to customer access, including those in Massachusetts. We are processing orders on a digital basis through our new curbside delivery at door shipping service. Only employees may enter our stores at this time. Importantly, all GameStop employees have been assured that they do not have to work if they are not comfortable or need to stay home to care for a family member. While GameStop is best known as a provider of gaming and home entertainment systems, we also offer a wide array of products and devices that are important important to facilitate remote work, distance learning, and virtual connectivity. That's, like uh, Funko Pops. Yep, loads of them. <laughs> uh, so it's probably, uh, so what it sounds like is employees are literally taking the bags from behind the counter that normally they would put product in and using those as gloves to get the orders and bring them to customers, also taking the cards from customers to swipe them and, like, run the transaction and then give them the product. This is Okay, so this is exactly... Look, look, man, I... I, I... I lose my shit over this, you know, like my, I have friends who are biochemists, you know, all I do is follow like science folk, you know, and like I'm on Twitter and shit. Like I'm not reading fucking crazy, get fucking well, like drink, you know, cow piss fucking remedies. But this whole contactless thing only works like this. The only way it can possibly work is if you pop your trunk, they toss it in there, they close it, you drive home and don't open that trunk for three to four hours. That's it. Never open down, roll down your window. Don't talk to anybody. Only communicate on your phone. Digital transaction on the phone. They toss it in the trunk, and then you go home. Anything short of that, you roll down the window, you give them a card. Bro, you better do a deep contamination. I don't care what anyone says. It's just, I'm just, I, I spent a year in the Army doing nuclear biological chemical, you know? Like, full, it's, it's, so this stuff, like, bugs the shit out of me, because I'm like, that that's just, it's putting dudes that fucking, you know, it just I like that they also try to say in that statement about how they're putting uh like the the safety and welfare of their employees is paramount to them mm-hmm. like no it's not you're you're yeah. very you know clear that it's not yeah so it's like, incredible I had a friend that went to uh, I'm not going to say the store but they went to a store and it's like oh, oh we offer contactless Don't, okay so he goes there to pick up an item and like like they they open up his back fucking door and put it in his you know what I mean in his fucking back seat I'm like I'm on the phone. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, they're opening the back door. I'm like, that's not contactless, bro. You got to pop the trunk. They pop it in. Don't roll your window down. Don't talk to them. Don't like literally, dude. Like it's until this shit, until we get to a point where there's enough people not out there that they're spreading it, you know, and I guess at some point it's going to be like threat level orange or, you know what I mean? There'll be some like code mm-hmm. for how much of it's going around. But like, you just got to treat this shit like it's, there's like lava floor there's lava floor everywhere folks you know what i mean (laughs) lava hands you know yeah like it's just so this this it breaks my heart man because it's putting everyone you know for what you know Mm -hmm. i don't know what for just buy your games digitally for now you know yeah i actually bought doom digitally and that saying a lot because i fucking want physical forever but different times but uh not forever just for now yeah Oh, no, I'm saying I, I support physical forever. I want to forever, yeah. but yeah. But like, it, it's, a, this is, you know, I think we all kind of said in one way, shape, or form, it's weird that we, that there might not be a physical retail game store at some point. And so at least, Chris, you were saying like, you're hoping the GameStop pulls out of this so that we can still have something like that to go to because it was weird enough when Toys R Us was gone and everything. Yeah. 
I was hoping that as well because I thought about it more with the Toys R Us thing, and I was like, yeah, it will be kind of weird. Like, what am I? I don't know. Uh, but again, like retro, physical age, and all that stuff. But at this point, with this shit, GameStop can just fucking burn. This is I'm done with them. This was the last straw, I think. I'm hoping that uh, that I don't know, maybe Reggie. You know, he he's just been hired on as you know some one of the executives and. I don't really know how much power and, and sway he has, but I just hope that eventually he's going to get more of that. And and I would love for one day maybe to see him as like their president, because I think he is smart. I think he's the type of person and the type of leader uh, that could, you know, bring them into, you know, like profitability and, and just kind of change that whole corporate culture uh, that they need, uh, you know, change. They need some, some real, uh, change uh, just from a whole culture standpoint from from kind of top to bottom and I don't blame the employees but I think it's a lot of the pressure that they they get uh, you know from from corporate that kind of makes it a bad experience for so many people when they go into those stores um, but they're not doing themselves any favors uh, and it's just you know it's like one misstep after another it, it feels like with GameStop and this is just the latest one of those, and I'm sure that there will be more of them. Um, the so worst thing my- is, it's like they've always had uh, online um, orders. That's been a thing with them for, not always, but for a while. You could order stuff online and get it shipped from stores. So bare, I don't, they shouldn't even do this, but like they could even avoid this garbage and just have like one manager go into a store and, and, and uh, complete the online orders and the UPS guy gets that, and that's it. But even that's too much. But like, if they wanted to scale it back for the safety of freaking everybody, in in the case of this article, but no, they are doing this. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be something else uh, coming next week. Uh, so we'll have more to talk about GameStop. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, uh, yeah. So. Um. So I think we we had the Panzer Dragoon thing on here. We've already talked about it. Um. I don't know if there's really much more to say about uh, Panzergoon at this point, uh, but the like you said earlier, there is going to be a Steam version coming, and I think mm-hmm. right now it still has a winter uh, release window. Oh, yeah, uh, but I would I would anticipate that coming uh, sooner rather than later. So I, I don't think it's going to take that long. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. Unless that is just the exclusivity window there. I don't know. I don't know that Nintendo would be super open about what their timed um, exclusivity window is. Maybe the Forever Entertainment will say it or something. I don't know if they're like under some sort of contract and not state the date or something silly. I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure how all that works. But from what I understand, um, add it to... It, it like. Like I said, I want Saga more than anything. That would be cool to get re-released. So support this. I'm supporting this. I don't even have a Switch, and I got the dumb Classic Edition because I'm a in cra- I'm a crazy person. But if you guys want this to do well, though, I from what I understand, adding it to your Steam wish list shows the popularity as well before it's even out. So even just click that. If if you don't plan on getting it, but you want like other Panzer Dragoon stuff, just add it to your wish list on Steam. Mm-hmm. Do it up. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right um, because I I know uh, a lot of uh, indie studios will ask people to add it to their steam wish list because i think there is some sort of algorithm or, you know within steam that uh you know if if you get added a lot i think maybe you'll somehow get featured more prominently uh you know in the marketplace or the store so um so yeah um what, oh, what you said have, scotty 
I was going to say one last thing. They have already said like they're going to have pat, a patch out for some updates and feedback that they've received already. So uh, I feel like overall this game is getting the same reaction as Shenmue 3 did in terms of the fan. It's what the fans of the original want, and they understand the shortness of the game and everything and like what it is, but it might not be something that's going to bring everybody in. I say still watch some gameplay, but add it to your wish list at least. I just want Saga. Yep, I hear you. Uh, so next piece of news is uh, a Sonic movie. Sonic the movie. Um, Scotty, I'm sure you're excited about this. Sonic but... the movie hog. <laughs> uh, they announced that it's going to have a digital release on March 31st. So by the time you get or you're hearing this podcast episode, it may have already been released. Uh, and so I think this is related to uh, you know just the the shutdown of, of theaters uh, uh, amidst the you know outbreak or pandemic, uh, and so a lot of studios have been doing this, releasing them like on Amazon and other digital platforms. We actually what what did we watch the other night? We watched Onward. Yes, I think we watched Onward. Or, I don't we know did if that's go see that yet, in theaters. Yeah, you saw that in um, theaters though. Yeah, no, it was maybe it was something else. I can't remember. Um, but I do. Uh, I want to see the new Trolls World Tour because that looks adorable. I don't know if you guys watched the trailer for that. Um, oh. That looks really good. Uh, but there's been a, a bunch of other movies that have released uh, digitally. Uh, so Sonic's the next one uh, for that, and so it's coming out uh, this week. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Is this uh, and, and just kind of the overall, uh, you know, like movement with a lot of these studios that are now pushing everything digital just so they can, you know, uh, you know, get it out there. Makes sense. Look, we even once, let's say we get to a point where, you know, you don't fear dying if you leave your fucking house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm. I got sick at movie theaters when it was, you know, <laughs> COVID free. One of the worst colds I ever got was going to a movie theater, not too long ago. So, um, I think movie theaters got a real. It's going to be a real problem, you know, mm-hmm. with just feeling safe in theaters, you know. So more than the gun thing, because this is like an invisible whatever. So they're going to have to figure something out, you know, that keeps some. How are they even going to shoot movies, man? Like, are they going to have to? Yeah, right. How are they going to do that? You know, they're going to have like tests on site. iPads floating around on on segues for movies pretty soon. Yeah, I don't... There might be a situation here where for the next two years, there is no new content. Just whatever was mm-hmm. already in there, you know? So, like... Lots of uh, anime. Yeah, I mean, animation, video games, you know, non-live action. Yep. You know, things that can still be made, you know, but face-to-face stuff. We'll get, like, five know. more Shrek movies. Hey, oh, maybe, maybe it's a good time to bring back Team America, you know? Like... <laughs> I don't think that can exist anymore. Oh, yeah. You know what? Probably not a good time. You know? <laughs> Everybody's got Corona. Yeah, right. I can just see that song. Um, <laughs> one, the, the local one screener near me is doing, they're trying to do like digital stuff, like sell tickets to movies or whatever to watch together or something like that. Like they're, I don't know. I mean, 
the the patrons the the solid hardcore patrons are probably supporting that and like whatever they want to play and watch which is basically essentially a facebook watch party anyway but mm-hmm. that's what some theaters i guess are trying to do but i don't think that's gonna really work when people realize oh it's on disney plus why don't i go over there instead and whatever so yeah you bring up a good point though rob like other than stuff that is basically in post right now what is gonna release who knows other than animation Weird. You know the one the one movie I, I kind of feel bad about um, that that just got hit really hard with this whole thing just from a timing standpoint is Bloodshot. Um, I was I was really yeah. looking forward to Bloodshot um, because uh, I love the comic book. He's one of my favorite comic book characters. I just think he's really cool, uh, and I was looking forward to. It. I, I I knew it was going to be a little hokey because it has Vin Diesel and stuff in it, um, but I went and watched it. Like right the, the first night it came out, and I think that weekend is when they decided to shut everything out. So I think it was like a Thursday night I went and watched it, um, and they shut everything down like maybe Saturday or Sunday, and it only made like three million or something. It was really bad, yeah. uh, and so they must have lost a ton on that. And that was one of the first movies that they announced would be coming uh, digital uh, to digital platforms like VOD, um, and I just. I don't know what that it's going to mean for that franchise. Like if, if it's just going to completely kill it uh, or if like Sony is going to uh, give it another shot. So I don't know. I've heard that there's already rumblings of them um, like rebooting it without Vin Diesel. And uh, and yeah, yeah. Because they want to move into a, uh, what do they call like a shared universe or whatever. Uh, that Marvel's done with all their stuff. They want to oh. do that with the Valiant universe, uh, with a bunch of the Valiant comics uh, and stuff. So they they would move. They would come out with a new Bloodshot that is kind of interwoven with uh, other movies. But they already have that though, because like they just released Ninjak versus the Valiant universe, like Bat the, the Bat and the Sun thing that they were doing. And yeah, but he's I, in there, right? I I never watched that one. I, I'm not sure. It just came out like a couple days ago, so I think Bloodshot's in that. You know, it's clearly not Vin Diesel. So Weird. when they announced that Bat and the Sun deal, I thought that was how they were going to they were going to leave the Valiant universe to Twitter. You know, and when they, they announced the Vin Diesel thing, I'm like, why? You know, like, I don't I mean, like just do the like they're not they're so not well known. Like the best thing to do is to do the the grassroots thing on mm-hmm. the YouTube. You know what I mean? And Like mm-hmm. build something new there, like trying to go after if fucking if a goddamn Justice League movie can't go after Marvel too well. You know what I mean? What the fucking chance in hell do you think the Valiant Universe does? Like, it's better to do it with some CW level like CGI and then put out. You know what I mean? Like, build a little mm-hmm. fan base, like like an AEW like guerrilla wrestling style like underground. You know, for superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. So, so um, with the lack of releases possibly for 2020, then. Sonic's got a good shot at winning some awards, guys. <laughs> oh, God. What, okay, what awards could you see Sonic being nominated for? Best flossing. Ooh. Kill me. He's not going to have best, a lot. To... Best bar fight. Best bar like, fight. Yeah, best bar fight this, this year, man. Like, how many bar fights? I never thought I'd see Sonic the Hedgehog in a bar fight. His natural habitat. You know, like, when you think about it, you're like, you know, you, I did not expect that. It would have been awesome if they ended up going to a strip club. Oh boy, um, Chris Powell. Well, then they would just be accused of ripping off Deadpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, what? 
what, what, oh, what I, awards would it win? Are you asking us yeah. that right now? <laughs> I'm saying, like, what awards could you legitimately see it being nominated for, if any? I don't – I have not – I couldn't tell you the last time I watched an award show, so I don't <laughs> even know what is included in those now. Like best animation, maybe? Something like that? There is a Pixar Best movie, James so. Marsden performance? <laughs> James Marsden. Yeah, best James best Marsden yelling Carrey at movie? a tennis ball scene. Best Jim Carrey movie of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he's got a couple of things going on right now. Oddly enough, I have no idea. Best kids thing Jim <laughs> Carrey is in. Um, our next bit of news is oh, you're not uh, even going to tell us what award you think it's going to win, Chris. Jeez. Oh, well, I threw out the the, the best animation. Uh, right. I don't think I, I'm not saying it's going to win any awards. I just said nominated. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I don't. Uh, I just want to see Ben Schwartz up there giving a speech about something. I like him. <laughs> do they do they have um, a category for like voice acting in animation animated movies? Uh, I don't know. If they don't after this year, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna happen. If if, they, if there is a category for that, which I told should be, um, but if there is, I could see Ben Schwartz being nominated uh, for his his role because I think he nailed. Uh, Sonic, and I think he did a very, very good job uh, as just portraying that. And I, I, you know, I'm sure there has to be some level of pressure uh, for him, you know, because there, there had, there, there's a big, you know, rabid fan base for Sonic, and I think a lot of people had high expectations uh, just from the voice actor who's going to be coming in for that. Uh, and so I think he knocked it out of the park, and I think it's pretty, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, universally praise like his performance and i also think that he's uh, just adorable in the fact that he seems to genuinely love uh the sonic uh franchise and just sega as a whole so uh, i think he's just a great person to pick for that role and i hope to see more sonic movies and him to reprise that role i think if it was somehow up to rather than the committee if it was somehow up to the fans and the public voting that sonic could honestly win some awards because that's just what the internet does right right out of the other um, stuff out there so anyway uh the next bit of news it's uh man sega is going to be 60 years old this year did you guys know that i i did not know that nope at least i hadn't um, thought about it i don't know if i really knew it in the back of my mind yeah so uh sega japan then, so yeah, they, they announced that uh, they're going to be celebrating their 60th anniversary on June 3rd. And uh, they are going to have all sorts of like kind of big events uh, and fanfare leading up to that, uh, you know, sharing different things. Um, the Sega Holdings uh, chairman, Haruki Satomi, uh, left a message on their website uh, to fans. And he said, this year, uh, 60 years will have passed since Nihon Goroku Busan Company Limited the pre- predecessor of Sega was established on June 3rd, 1960. We are indebted to everyone who has patronized the Sega group for many years and would like to express our deep gratitude to all of you. We want to astonish the world with breathtaking experiences that no one in the world has ever imagined. We want to be a company that continues to provide inspirational experiences to everyone in the new world of the future. That is why we must overcome all obstacles and keep taking on new challenges the key message of the 68th anniversary Go Sega expresses such aspirations. The Sega group is planning a variety of special content for the 60th anniversary. Through this, these special contents, we will deliver the passion of the Sega group to the entire world. Uh, and then along with that, they introduced 
their new ambassador, who apparently is a Segata Sanshiro's son. Uh, and he is actually, uh, in character, it's his son. And in the real world, it's actually his son. The actor who played Segata Sanshiro, it's his real son. Um, but uh, in this uh, acting role, I guess we're calling him Sega Shiro. Uh, did you guys uh, watch that and, and see that kind of uh, small clip that they, they did for that? Uh, I didn't watch the clip, but he's a good-looking dude. <laughs> I was hoping they were going to wheel out Pepsi Man. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, it's really funny. It's like he, he's at, like, a high school, and he just keeps saying, like, um, what does he say? Like, uh, either, I think, Sega Shiro over and over and over again, or Go Sega. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, it was it was pretty funny. Um and then they just uh, tweeted a new one, uh, a new video, which I think Sketchy may have liked it uh, on on Twitter um, or my retweet on it. It's like this old man uh, just acting like a fucking madman. He's got these like weird nipple pasty things on and oh. he's just like screaming Go Sega over and over again. It's so bizarre, but um, it's totally a Sega thing. So I'm hell? digging it. I'm watching the Sega Shiro commercial now and he's got, I guess that's a gi around him. But he's still got like a business maybe like, like a dress cape. shirt and a tie on. I don't know what that is that he's actually wearing. I thought it was like a preppy look or something, and I don't know what he's saying because it's muted. But he's excited to be there. What about these pasties? What the hell are you talking about? Go on uh, my my Twitter real quick. I just um, dangerous world, but I'll do it. I know, but I just reshared it. Um, it's from Sega uh, Japan. They shared it uh, six hours ago. It's this man. Uh... Okay. Oh, sorry, audio people. <laughs> you just got a earful of him screaming. What's the, what's the guy from? Uh, was it Yakuza Zero? What was his name? Like Mister Like Sex or something like that? That really yep, creepy that's guy. That's his name now. I don't know, but that's his name now. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but he is like looks like maybe the living embodiment guy. Uh, Everyone's favorite Yakuza character, Mister Sex. <laughs> yeah. it's right not insane but it's close to it um oh fuck that guy what um, is he yeah he's uh talking about arcade stuff and screaming at you and i don't know and hey whatever sega's being sega again so that's fun yeah this is this is great um i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm hoping that uh sega of america or sega of europe kind of get in on this a little bit um mm-hmm. i'd like to see them have some sort of uh Kind of celebration, uh, you know, from from you know, our region of the world. Uh, but I'm I'm digging this, man. I, I I want Sega to kind of just embrace that identity that made people fall in love with them so much. Just that, that kind of wackiness uh, and zaniness that it seems like they really haven't had since the Dreamcast, uh, you know, era. Um, but I'm all for them coming back uh, with this kind of just. That shit craziness. Yeah, there's a cool timeline on that site right now. Um, the 60th site, Go Sega, and all that good stuff. So yeah, uh, we'll see what they got planned. Um, at one, they were doing like a pin. I don't know if this matters that much to everybody, but like a, an enamel pin was on the Sega Shop website every <laughs> month or something. So they've already been doing some some stuff, but we'll see what happens. It's cool. I'm I'm excited for whatever they got to show us. <laughs> I just translated the tweet and it oh, said, no. uh, please be careful about the volume setting because the sound is played for the movie. <laughs> so you probably should have translated that tweet before you watched the video. Yeah, it when it automatically had the sound on and I, I couldn't stop it. 
Um, so yeah, that's uh, the Sega news this week. Um, man, uh, one thing I, w- I would like us to start doing, kind of like as we wind down for each episode of the, the podcast, is just kind of highlight another podcast or maybe a YouTube channel or just something like that that we've been watching that we think is worth other people's times. Um, and the first one that I would like to nominate is uh, a, a new podcast by someone who's been doing podcasts for a very long time. It's called the Pop Culture Retro-Rama Podcast by Vic Sage. And he's been doing uh, content for so long. Uh, he's been doing uh, stuff on theretroist.com, uh, writing uh, stories there, uh, but also doing multitude of different podcasts. He does one, uh, it's called uh, Diary of an Arcade Employee, um, the Saturday Night Sprites podcast, uh, and now he's doing the Pop Culture Retro-Rama, which is all about just anything kind of pop culture retro. It could be like movies, video games, uh, TV shows, uh, serial, you know, just you name it. It could be a, about any sort of thing. And he's just a very, uh, you know, it, he's it's just a very kind of charming host. He has a, got a great voice, uh, and he's just one of those people you can just sit and listen to talk for a very long time. Uh, and so I'd, I'd like to kind of give a shout out to uh, to Vic Sage, and he's He's been a good friend of the show, a uh, friend of the website for a long time. He's he's written multiple articles about the magazine and kind of what we've been doing. So I thought it's time to kind of uh, throw some uh, you know props his way. And, and so if you guys haven't listened to that before, if you're looking for a new podcast, check it out, Pop Culture Retrorama. And uh, do we want to talk about what the next Sideshow movie is going to be for next week? Yeah, sure. Scotty, why don't you uh, let everyone know? Oh, we're doing Doom. We're doing the Doom with the Rock, the Rock Doom, Doom Rock. Because Doom. So out. that was that was the movie that I suggested, we kind of uh, call an audible on and and watch instead uh, for the last episode. But Sketch was like, "No way! I've you've already made me watch, uh, you know, Blood Rain. We're doing this. So um, now we're doing Doom. Doing the Doom. Doing the Doom. Have you guys folks. ever seen this movie? Uh, I did no. when it was like sort of relevant. Sketch <laughs> and... already sounds grumpy about it's it. It's all the things I'm always proud of having avoided. Not having <laughs> like, yeah, I fucking managed to never see that. No, I'm like, fuck, you know. So, uh, I feel like it's just topical. It's timely. You know, people are playing Doom. Well, one of those why things not, is true. <laughs> why not watch watch Doom? You know, um, it's one yeah. of The Rock's first uh, big starring roles in an action film all right now you're just I'd rather lying. watch hell dorado or sorry was it <laughs> not hell dorado that's what it was originally called with um what's that fucking movie called hell dorado the golden city no no it was originally called hell dorado but hell dorado out, oh god when it came out it was with christopher walk it's a fucking awesome movie man oh okay uh, i thought you were saying like that's what doom was no no no, no. it's one of rock's first movies man it's fucking awesome where he's hmm. he's schwarzenegger he's got this part where he walks by schwarzenegger and schwarzenegger tells him good luck Ah, oh, kind of a uh, given that Dude, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. is in it, passing the torch. Hmm. Ernie Reyes oh. Jr. is in it. Like, All this dude, it's a good movie. A tabletop game, and I try to find it real quick here, but hmm. um, I'll get that fucking. <laughs> the, uh, and you guys want to mention a new rating system we have? Apparently. Oh yeah, yeah. Now we're doing uh, a, a toilet bowl, which is, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just coined after our favorite uh, director, Uwe Boll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a one to five uh, rating scale. Uh, 
And I think sketch you gave uh, uh, don't Blood Rain. People got to listen to it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you caught me before we, we did that. So listen to that to find out how many toilet bowls Sketch and I gave Blood Rain. God. The movie I'm thinking of with The Rock is The Rundown. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know that one. It was originally, its working title was Held to Rod. I only remember it because Ain't It Cool News was fucking talking about it at the time. Okay. 2002 or three film, but yeah, The Rundown. Nice. Yeah, if you haven't seen The Rundown, man, that's a movie we should put on the list. I'm down for that. Got Ernie Reyes oh. Jr., Surf Ninja. Oh boy, I'm down. I I I like him. He's he's good. Um, and if I could plug a podcast that I was on, hooray! Um, I uh I hopped in. I'm sort of a semi cast member of Game Talk podcast. Uh, YouTuber Kentman and his crew. We talked about um anime games and some Animal Crossing, but things to play other than Animal Crossing and other stuff. So just look up Game Talk podcast on the spotify and the itunes um it was a lot of fun a lot of there was some passionate discussions uh in there it was it was a good time though um yeah and if you guys want to sport the mega visions look on your chests we got t-shirts on t public so go hop on there and temporary tattoos you can just yeah it would be great if we got a firebrand Hey, if you want to sport the Mega Visions logo on your ass, we got the official Mega Visions Firebrand. You know, mm-hmm. like right next to Bender's face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's on there. And what else do we have going on, guys? We got streams coming up. Uh, we got streams almost every day of the week, Monday through Thursday. You should just hop on our Twitters and follow us along there, and you'll see what we're doing. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I think. That is going to wrap things up for this week's episode. So remember, you can support Megavisions by going to our Patreon and subscribing at www.patreon.com slash Megavisions. And when you're there, you can either choose between a physical print version or the digital issue of the magazine. Uh, If you'd like, we also have uh, some back issues available and digital issues uh, of the magazine that you can purchase from our website at uh, megavisionsmag.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out all the news, reviews, and features that we post up throughout the week just to keep you updated on all things Sega in between each issue of the magazine. And that's going to do it. We will see you next week when we watch Doom. Oh, boy. Hey, if you like Anarchy Reigns, we're playing that soon. Go play with us. Bring it back. Take it easy. Peace.